Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball. Tuesday, February 6th. Uh, Cousin Jared, we we wanted to do a show for Monday. Very, very badly we wanted to do a show. We, we tried we talk, to talk ourselves into it. We tried to talk ourselves into it. Um, the issue is there were only two interesting games. There was a third game that was kind of interesting, and two of the top three games, we could not find anything that we felt comfortable recommending to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, it was all just terrible basketball. In terms of we haven't seen a lot of, so we just didn't think we could talk about it. We were very limited picks. We were like, hey, like we got a couple plays of the day and like a couple A grades. And that's that's it. We, we very limited on Monday. That's just the way it goes. Uh, we're gonna be really limited come Friday. I, I don't know what the heck we're gonna do Friday. Friday there are three college basketball games. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. Literally nothing to work with. Yeah, literally. Uh, it, it's one of the weirdest college basketball days I can remember. We've seen a few days like this before, like around holidays. Uh, for the record, viewer, we are going to talk a little bit before we get into the picks. So if you, <laughs> the time seems through the show description. So if if you think we talk too much, I'm sorry. You don't have to tell me the timestamps are in the show description. Just click that and scroll down. You, you can go right to the first game. But, but there were a lot of things I wanted to talk about here. Uh, first off, we wanted to do a show on Monday because I really want to talk about Kansas before they played. We are talking about them before they played. Unfortunately for you, viewer, you will watch this either as they're playing or after they've played. I am fascinated by this Kansas team. We have faded them most of the season, and we are up on Kansas, if you've been following the model's advice. Obviously, we did not win on Saturday fading Kansas. Um, They look better. I mentioned that. I mentioned that that previous game against Oklahoma State, like they kicked the crap out of them. That's exactly what they need to be doing at home is that sort of thing. Um, They changed up the starting lineup a little bit, getting some different guys minutes and and everything. So so there's, there's some reason for optimism. The model has jumped them. After that performance Saturday, that was a, such an impressive win from 20th to 9th, which is uh, one of the – I don't think I've seen a jump that large that and I've after, noticed after, this time of the season. After, uh, yeah, I was about to say, after one game at, at this point in the season, yeah. Yeah, so the model's taking note. Um, that said, I'm really fascinated because they shot 70% against Houston. That's not real, no. <laughs> period. No. But like Houston makes big bad shots, so even getting yeah. any reasonable number of shots like that—that's good. Also, it was a home now playing at Kansas State. Not that Kansas State's the best team, but like they kind of struggle on the road. Can they do it on the road? Like this Kansas team is fascinating to me because most every other team in college basketball, we kind of know what they are. Even the up and down teams, we kind of know what they are. You know, Arizona feels like they can beat anybody on any given night and it feels like they can lose a half a basketball or more to any team on any given night right they just you don't quite know what you're getting from them but we know that um UConn looks great you know Purdue looks great like we kind of know most teams um and Kansas is like maybe they're putting it together Mm -hmm. maybe they are I don't know we'll find out I I know the model really is adjusted the tune after Saturday uh so like I said I really want to talk about that Kansas State game but I had no idea how to play it so it hasn't happened yet um anything could happen in that game and I wouldn't be surprised yeah definitely um you mentioned the lineup changes I think that's the thing I'm most interested in because we saw somewhere on the artist formerly known as Twitter that Kansas had the one of the worst fifth starters in the country, especially when you look at the obviously they don't have the fifth worst starter in the country, but of the teams ranked highly, 
of the top teams, yeah. Of the top teams, they had one of the worst fifth starters. So uh, I don't think it would take very many lineup adjustments for them to make some improvements in in that area. So definitely looking uh, to see what kind of impact that has. The other thing I would say is, you know, that they got the three losses in conference on the road. Unfortunately for them, as, as you mentioned, uh, after this recording, by the time you're watching this, they would have played at Kansas State. They still have to play at Texas Tech, a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, still have to play at Baylor and at Houston as well. So the thing with the Big 12 is, is like all those top teams are so good. Like I I, I don't really know what that means, that you're losing yeah. these tough games on the road. Um, I think they're still good. I, if you told me that we got into the tournament play and there were like six Big 12 teams that made it to the – um, Sweet 16. Yeah, that may be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I, I don't think I would have any problem believing you. No, so I, it wouldn't be crazy. I don't, I don't think six will, but if six made it, we'd be like, sure, like that. This conference is stacked. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, just, I just don't know what to do. Like I can't point at any of those losses they've had on the road and be like, oh yeah, that was a game they should have won. Maybe UCF. Maybe you can say that that UCF game was a little bit of a fluke. Uh, but and, and West Virginia is not wonderful this season, but West Virginia mm-hmm. historically always been. Uh, a really tough place. I, I don't know. I, I think Kansas is really good. I'm not sure if we'll really know anything until maybe the Big 12 tournament or obviously the, the NCAA tournament. And then, of course, you have the flip side of that matchup, Houston, where you have UConn, who, like I said, we're loving UConn at this point. I'm loving Purdue at this point. They look great. I think those are the top two teams in the country. And then Houston, who looks as good as Purdue and UConn when they're playing mediocre teams. Mm-hmm. And how you play against those teams matters and is informative and here's the thing though it's not 100 predictive it is in general informative it tells us something a lot of teams it gives us a pretty good indicator but houston it's not because houston's really struggled with the top teams and that's going to matter come tournament time because they'll have no problem making that at the first weekend you have to assume because those are the types of teams that they're destroying but then they've kind of struggled against some teams that are a little bit stronger especially away from home so it's like that was just that was a fascinating matchup and it, and it just adds a lot of more questions uh going forward and like you said a, a very stacked big 12 uh we struggled to wrap the week up last week. Oh, and three on the Saturday show. That was a terrible finish for us. Basically a break even week for the free show picks, but the overall, the bottom line there, you can see if you're with us on YouTube, the free show picks still a 5% ROI on the season. Uh, that is not a typo folks. The a grade totals last week uh, made 14 units. They're up 40 mm. units for the year the week last week, 25% ROI. Also not a typo. The play of the day, 9.4% ROI on the season, 9.4% ROI last week. That's kind of funny. Um, that'll never happen again because that's just like a weird mathematical anomaly. Uh, but if you're with us over on, uh, either black book sports gets the play of the day, you can sign up on that link in the show description. Uh, or of course, if you're with us on dub club, also a link at a coupon code in the show description, you are getting those plays of the day and they've been rocking and rolling as well as a great total. So a lot to be excited about as we wind down, uh, college basketball, because you're just the last thing that of course. To mention, and if you're with us here, you know this book of the A-grade totals. We've lost 424 of them. 
I mean, yeah. we are not yeah. winning every pick. We are not trying yeah. to tell you we win every pick. That's absurd. We've happened to win 508 of them, so we win yeah. a lot more than we lose on those, and that's what, what is good. We've had that on this free show uh, here all, all season long, so you've been with us. You've been loving it. The play of the day, the same thing. Um, but we are going to get picks wrong, people. So just as a general start of the show, start of the week for us, since we didn't do a show for Monday, reminder, there are no locks in gambling. We are not trying to tell you to put all your money on one pick. Uh you know, we, we, we preach smart betting practices, no more than 5% of your bankroll on one pick. Typically three or so is a pretty good maximum amount of, amount to put on any one pick because uh, losses happen, uh, multiple losses in a day will happen in the long run. It's working out, but you, you got to, you know, slow and steady. We are not trying to win the lottery here. If you want to try to win the lottery, then go play the lottery. But that's yeah. not what we're doing here. We're trying to enjoy sports and make a little money on the side. I think we're doing a great job of that. Hopefully we can keep it rolling into the tournament. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, NFL and college football is a quality over quantity, I would say. Mm. College basketball and baseball are quantity over quality. Uh, it's, you know, it, you're going to do fine, but it's a long season. It's a grind. 3.1% ROI doesn't sound great, but when you look at how many games it's been, that's where you end up up so many units. It's yeah. a quantity thing, not necessarily a quality thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 3.1% ROI, given that it's 39.6, almost 40 units. I mean, that's yeah. pretty pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. because it, 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 it racks up because there's yeah. just so many dang games. Because yeah. uh, we have a... Uh, an absolutely loaded, like usual, Tuesday slate. It, it's a little shorter, like always, but there's just some quality games on the docket. Uh, we talked about the Big 12. We've got BYU at Oklahoma, a very solid Oklahoma team, but BYU's better on the road. That should be a fantastic contest. Iowa State at Texas, same thing. Iowa State's the better team, but on the road. The model has those tied for the top two games, and we are not talking about either one of those games. We're talking about yeah. Buffalo and Bowling Green. And the, the worst game. On the slate for Tuesday night. <laughs> the worst game, according to Sideline, on the slate. Um, we try to talk about the better games here that people are interested in watching because we, we, we talk about definitely we're here to make money on sports. Absolutely. But like, honestly, if we have to ask ourselves, part of the reason we're doing this is entertainment. And so we talk about like bigger games because we want to be watching the better games because mm -hmm. Part of this, a small, a medium, whatever part is enjoyment, mm -hmm. the entertainment. We, we always talk about, hey, sometimes if you're just playing for free, you're breaking even, that's exciting. It's fun, right? You have the yeah. enjoyment, the thrill, right? Um, sometimes, though, you just want to have a good pick. And that's what we think is yeah. happening here because it's not a sexy matchup. But because we've done this under thing with Buffalo a few times, people mm -hmm. are just not realizing that their pace is a little bit fast, but they just can't score. Yeah. And when they get blown out, the second halves have nothing in them. Again, there are no locks in game, but that doesn't mean this will be uh, a for sure under. But we've liked these Buffalo unders. The market's been a little bit off on these. Uh, what happened, I think, the last two times we had a Buffalo under as a play of the day or a great total that we talked about, I think it's been like the first half might actually have gone over. And the second half goes way under because Buffalo's mm -hmm. getting smoked because they're terrible yep. and nothing happens at the end of the game it's like they're just trying to get it over with and that's kind of what you expect here bowling green to run away with it sleepy second half yep. this is a b grade pick by all technicality but this is one of those cases that i often talk about especially in a short slate the a grade threshold people 
is 149.5. The difference between 149 and a half and 149 is only the push or the win at 149. Given there's only so many games on a Tuesday, I would be okay recommending this as an A grade because you're not really giving up much if you push on 149. So call it a B plus grade, call it an A minus grade. It's really right on that threshold. Always line shop and try to get every bit of value you can. But if 149 is the best you can do, I think it's a great pick. Cousin Jared, tell us more. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say about the Buffalo offense? Really? Nothing. And I mean, literally well, nothing. Yeah. I mean, the defense <laughs> is bad too, but especially the offense going up against this bowling green team, which definitely the strength of their team is their is their defense. Uh, when you mentioned a, a bit of a sleepy second half, I feel like that's exactly what we're going to be in for here. Uh, I just don't see Buffalo really being able to get anything done. And while it is certainly a mismatch for Bowling Green when they possess the ball, they're on offense because, man, that Buffalo defense is bad too. Uh, again, I like the the idea you had there of a sleepy second half. Uh, Bowling Green get out to a big lead and then kind of coast. Uh, uh, Bowling Green a faster paced team, but not excessively so. And so, you know, they get up big enough. I think they'll be okay with turning down the pace uh, a, a few notches and, and just getting get out of dodge with the with a W. Uh, so, yeah, there's just to to your point, there's just some teams that can't quite catch up to how inept they are. And Buffalo sitting at two and thirteen, and one of the worst teams in the country, I think, is one of those that we just haven't quite caught up with how bad they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, I think you just you nailed it right there. And I'm going to reference a little bit of last year's numbers on this to, to help paint that picture uh, just with the sportsreference.com. So I'm not sure exactly the offensive rating. This might be from Ken Palm. I'm not sure exactly. Um, <clears throat> last year's Buffalo Bulls, uh, 188th on offensive efficiency, right around the middle of the pack. They play faster and thus their points scored per game ranked 45th in the country. And mm. that's, I think, what people are kind of going off of was, yeah. oh, last year's offense was okay. They played fast. They gave up points. They played in high-scoring games. And Buffalo has always been a faster, high-scoring team these last several years. And then as the wheels have fallen off, their offense just goes nowhere. And so yeah. uh, we're not playing every Buffalo under, of course, but they have gone under five or six time, more times than over. So, again, it's one of those, like you said, at the start of the show, we're talking about um, quantity here and this is one of those we don't know what will happen in one game but in the long run this sort of number giving us the win on every number in the 140s except for 149 where we get the push on um right. it's just too much value to pass up there's too many ways we can win this game with a team like buffalo struggling to score it's 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 asking for a lot for a team like buffalo to be involved in a game that gets into the 150s in my opinion yeah, yeah exactly that's very well said um Moving on more to, to, to the more interesting games here, uh, Nevada and Utah State. But before we get there, uh, I do want to remind everybody that we are powered by BetUS and uh, we appreciate their sponsorship. Um, Cousin Jared, in Nevada, Utah State, I'm excited for this one as a MAC game. Uh, I mean, a Mountain West game because we like the Mountain West. Um, we covered the worst game on Tuesday night. I feel like what I've heard, what I've seen on Twitter is people um, – you know, when, when someone gets a sponsorship uh, from a sports, people are like, oh, they're going to tell you what games to cover. I don't think so, because there's a realistic chance that literally nobody has placed a bet on this Buffalo game at this point, because <laughs> it's such a garbage game. <laughs> and <laughs> so in case you're ever wondering, uh, no, they, they, they do not care at all what we cover here. Um, they just want us to talk about sports. And that's what we already have been doing for several years now. Um, you know, nothing is changing. Of course, if you've been with us for 
how many shows are we up to now? 600, 700 shows. I'm not even sure how many it is. It, it, it's, it's too many to count. Yeah. Uh, so we, we again, thank bet us for their support. If you're looking for an extra sports, check them out. 125% bonus. Uh, that does come with rollovers. Talk about that. Just want to make sure we're upfront. We've always been big about transparency. You will have to play through that money a few times. You cannot get that bonus. Make one bet, cash it right back out. You do have to play through some of that money, uh, as part of the terms and conditions. So that does apply. But if you're playing the sport like college basketball and you're following our advice with long, slow and steady, a lot of bets, you'll get there eventually take a few weeks to roll through it. But we typically talk about, uh, you know, a, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of volume in a season like college basketball. So it's the right time to do it yeah. in our opinion. Yeah. Uh, quick, like we said, we've, we've lost 400 something totals, eight great totals this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and still made a ton of money off of it. A bunch yeah, of losers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a bunch of winners to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so again, quick little video, short and sweet. I love it, so short and sweet. Uh, and then we'll be right back to cover Nevada and Utah State. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything, anytime. Sportsbook, live betting, and casino. To celebrate 30 years in business, we have the best bonuses in the industry. Get 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. So what are you waiting for? Join now. BetUS, where the game begins. It's like they wanted to make the video so short. I think they cut off the S at the end of that. It's like where the game begins, um, but they 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 cut yeah. it off so fast. They're just they're they're cognizant of trying to be short. So we aren't short and sweet, but they are. So uh, we, we at least appreciate that. <laughs> Utah State, Nevada, uh, love our Mountain West basketball. Unfortunately, this is the best Mountain West game. Unfortunately, for uh, if you're a night out, it's not the eleven o'clock slot. Um, the the late Mountain West slots. There's a ten o'clock and a ten thirty slot. And the quality is a little bit more questionable in this one. This one kind of gets lost in the shuffle. There's a lot of good games at 8.30 and 9. 8, 8.30 and 9. Um, so it might get a little bit lost in the shuffle. But this is a quality game. According to the model, the seventh best game of the night. Uh, both these teams are pretty solid. Um, we are going to play the under. And this is a, another B-plus pick, I'm going to call it. The reason why it misses the literal criteria for an A-grade pick by a tenth of a point. And it's kind of silly that it misses by a tenth of a point because 100.5 and 100.6 and 100.7 are the same things that you can't score tenths. So mm -hmm. this is one of those things where I had to make a threshold somewhere and it just misses. But this is a pretty strong undergrade here, under 150 and a half, B-plus grade, model thinks mid-140s. It's a pretty similar story to the first game in that the value comes in the number and that we get a wins on all these numbers in the 140s that all seem reasonably likely back to back under to start us off cousin jared you must be living your dream yes yes i am i am living the dream here and i think part of this game is people living in the past and you know i i, I love to live in the past it's one of my favorite things to do um but i think we're going back and looking at what Nevada was, and I don't even know how many years ago now, it may have been 10 years ago, I'm dating myself, but they had that one year where they had like five seniors and they could all mm. shoot and, and mm. they had a really, really good season. I feel like Nevada has always had a reputation since then of being a, a solid offensive team and they're still a pretty solid mm -hmm. offensive team. And same thing with Utah State, especially last year, they would get up and down the court. They had a really good offense. Uh, at any time that I saw a sideline telling me uh, last season to go under on a Utah State game, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, I'll reserve judgment. 
I think that is the case here because you look at what sideline sees with these two teams and you definitely see two good offensive teams, but you see two teams that are even better on, on defense. I mean, it's very rare that you get a, a non power five type game where you would see two defenses that are, are this good. So this is really what it comes down to me. It, it's, it's projected to be sideline projects it to be a close game. It's a conference game, two good defenses. Certainly the offenses are capable in this game, but this feels like one to me that's going to be tight late. You may be able to avoid fouls here, just letting things kind of kind of play out. Um, I just feel like with two tight teams like or two closely, two closely matched teams like this in a conference game, you see lots of times where it gets uh, low scoring teams really locking down on defense when the win means a lot for conference standing. So um, I just think these two teams are too good on defense uh, to be able, you know, Lots of ways this game ends in the 140s as opposed to the 150s, I think. If we call the Big East part of the Power Six, and again, Power Six is even um, stretching it a little bit because of the fact that um, uh, the Pac-12 is uh, questionable in its quality and disappearing both. But if I were to remove the Power Six conferences and sort based off defense, because Jerry, you absolutely nailed it. Nevada is fourth. Uh, Utah State is ninth. So removing Power Six, you've got two top ten. I guess you'd call it mid-major. I don't know if that's the right uh, appropriate term. Probably is, because I think mid-major technically is everybody else. Yeah. Um, but uh, two two very good defenses, of course, in that rating, uh, St. Mary's number one, which I don't think yeah. would surprise no. uh, I- I- anybody. <laughs> um, the the thing, and look, I, I hate I hate to to do this because um, I'm like always wrong, but I've watched a lot of Nevada this year, partially because they've been a fun story, they've been good, they play late, and like sometimes I catch more of the late things because there's less right, right, distract. There's less like I, I, can't, I catch everything in the, in the early there's, there's less children awake in the house. There's less children awake. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening, right? So I've seen more of this Nevada team, and my take on them is they play sound, fundamental, solid basketball. They're a very good team. Uh, they're very good on defense. They're better on defense than on offense, and they've gone over and scored some points in some games against weaker teams by running it up and getting in these higher scoring games. Um, when they play the better teams, they can't quite do that. And that's not really a knock on Nevada. It's just more like their offense might be a little bit inflated because they put up 93 against Wyoming. They put up 90 against San Jose state. Um, they play TCU plays really fast. And they, they beat them, put up 88, but I mean, that's TC. It's a different style, put up 180 against Portland. And, and when you look at the conference, they're playing a lot of games in conference where they only got 55 against New Mexico. Um, they held Colorado State, who's got a great offense, to 64. They only got yeah. – and against San Diego State, they only got 56 against Boise State. Uh, they, they only got 67 against Air Force, who's not even a great team. They held Fresno to 57. I mean, I think they're more of a lower-scoring team than people realize. It's just they've beaten up on some teams and gotten in some yeah. higher-scoring games against some defenses that just aren't very good. Some nights where they just couldn't miss. If this game goes over, I think it's going to be one of those Nevada just doesn't miss. Yeah, and that's possible. That's why we say there's no locks in betting. We never know what's going to happen in one game. But like, I expect Utah State's defense to be good enough to keep this more seventy-one to sixty-nine type game model, as you can see on screen, projects about seventy-four, seventy-five to seventy mm-hmm. on average. And I think that low each team in the low seventies makes a lot of sense for this. Obviously, overtime can be a killer for unders. Um, that's a risk we take here in a game that's projected to be tight. But uh, in general, 
when we've had good under edges, they've worked out pretty good for us. And this is again right on the cusp of an A grade. I like that we get all the winners in the 140s. And again, if you want to see this information for every single game, and Cousin Jared, the hockey model, releasing a beta version of the hockey model. Yeah. Two games here on Monday night. We'll be releasing that every single day as we kind of fine-tune that. People get to be on the first part of that journey with us over on Dub Club. You can get your first month for $5 off using the promo code there on screen, the QR code on screen, or the link in the show description. Any of those uh, gets you extra picks, extra benefits, Discord, access, ad-free shows. I don't know, probably more than I'm forgetting about because I'm like the world's worst salesperson. Because um, what else? What, what did I forget? Why should people join Dub Club? Well, um, you you should definitely join for for the hockey model. I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, a lot of a lot of gifs, um, a lot of uh, hilarity to to happen. I will say with the hockey model, it's like we have to have one of those disclaimers at the end, like in the prescription drug commercials, um, where you know you just like put out that disclaimer at the end. Is like this could cause blah, 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 blah. Um, beta version of the hockey model. Yeah. Um, so we're we're still learning experimenting all, all of that good stuff but we're making your the professor is so kindly making that information available to us kind of at the final stages of his process so definitely excited yes. to see how how uh hockey model goes um i said this last time i think but as if playoff hockey needed any more drama um yeah, having sideline yeah 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 <laughs> now sideline telling me how i should be invested in that uh who boy could be a fun hockey playoffs the, the the way I, I tell people is like if you if you if you know hockey if you like hockey use this as part of your tool we're not quite blind trusting it yet but yes I'm making this available for everybody this is the first time that the the beta version really has been out there quite in the public uh, we've had some of these beta versions of these models a long time ago that you got to partake in but that was a little bit more like under under locked doors I, and, and technically this is a full circle moment because this was the first model like somehow this was the first model ten years ago. I think it was more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, it was more than that. It was probably at least 12 years ago. Yeah. 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 Full full circle there. Back to the to our first level of hockey where we, we think yeah. we can have some edges. So uh, again, a lot of reasons, a lot of fun over there on Dub Club. Yeah. Uh, and that will wrap us up with Texas Tech and Baylor. Because Jerry, we had the over on Baylor against Iowa State and on Saturday's Nagri Pickett. And, and I have no idea how that game did not go over. It was <laughs> flying over. The live total was like 10 points higher than the actual total. Uh -huh. Then all the weird technical fouls, and Iowa State shut approximately 600 free throws yes. on the road, which yeah. was weird. Scott Drew gets ejected because he leaves the coaching box, but he doesn't leave it by much, and literally every coach does it every day. Scott Drew's like the happiest person in the world. Yeah. Oh, How are you going to kick yeah. him out? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. And it, it, uh, even more than baseball. Like the basketball coaches box, like what is that? What do you mean? Yeah. I'm literally watching a college basketball game now, and the coach was like halfway across the scorers' mm -hmm. table. I mean, or, or or Shaka Smart, who's like on the court playing defense, basically, and yeah. like that's fine. Yeah. 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 Anyway. And and then we still have the game going over, and then it just completely dies at the end with a bunch of missed shots, more missed free throws. I mean, just. A bonkers game, and it's a reminder of what we said. I don't want to be a broken record here, but no locks in gambling. You just never know when something like that's going to happen. You're going to get good variants. You're going to get bad variants. We have a ton of both. And that's what we say in the long run. It works out because in the long run, that balances out. But, man, because of Jared, we've talked about it this season. We've talked about it in previous seasons with baseball. It sometimes doesn't even balance out over a two-week stretch. Over the right. season, probably will. Um, never know about any one game. Never know about any one day. I'm not deterred. That game really should have gone over. 
We're back at it here with another Baylor over against Texas Tech. Uh, Tech much better on offense than defense. Baylor much better on offense than defense. You can see on the screen there, Baylor's pace continues to plummet. The books are overreacting to that, in my opinion. Both of these teams aren't really trying to play fast, but we got an easy over with Tech and TCU during the middle of the week in a game that continued to get bet under in the market was as it's been all season on total, seemingly dead wrong more times than not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should have had the easy Ager winner on Baylor. These two teams are just so good on offense. There might not be a ton of possessions, but there's going to be a lot of scoring, we think, again, as an average game. Either or both teams can go cold, but an average outcome where we don't see anything too crazy, both these teams can put up some points, even with limited possessions, and neither defense is going to, really have a lot of success we think we think if there's low points it's offense is just having an off night not defense is forcing it because these defenses aren't known to force problems for opposing offenses uh cousin jared tell us yeah. more about our a grade over 146 in texas Tech and Baylor. yeah so uh, to to yeah, i just had to throw something in there to your point about uh all of the total line movements seeming to be wrong or at the very least mean absolutely nothing i think that is just a good um, indication that you need to have your process, take whatever sources you trust, whether that's us or what, however you do, take us as inputs, put it into your own, uh, you know, assessment of things, whatever, and, and roll with it. Like line movements, especially when it comes to college basketball totals, eh, it doesn't mean nothing. Um, so do, yeah, do what you do and, and don't chase line movements on totals or anything like that. Um, so this was something that I was really thinking um, probably like, I don't know, I guess it's been a, a month, month and a half ago now. Would Baylor's uh, scoring output be affected by moving into the new building? Mm. And were, were they going to be so used to shooting in the old building? Would there be a little hang up there, uh, move into like a different background and all of that stuff? And, and the answer is no. Uh, Baylor's still really good offensively. I, I think that's all you need to know. I, I know that Texas Tech is um, – both of these teams are – like fine defensively, but by the standards to which they play, especially in the yeah. big 12, um, not great. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, the pace, I, I, I could ask for more pace from both <laughs> yeah. of these teams, but when you've got the number four uh, offense and the number 15 offense, according to sideline, uh, I don't get quite as worked up about whatever the pace may be. And there could be a free throw situation here. I, I, I think this is going to be a close game. Maybe free throws won't play as big of a deal, but this, this seems to be right there on the edge where yeah. you could get in the spot where uh, either Texas Tech or Baylor, you know, start fouling with two and a half minutes left. And, you know, you get 20 free throws in the last three minutes of this game. Yeah. And we've seen it be rare that Tech has just got run from a game. Yeah. Um, that's not been really, that just hasn't happened a lot to them. So you expect Baylor either to be up, you know, eight, eight points are showing, like you said, late free throws, get us a bunch of points at the end or a tight contest, maybe overtime, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, if Tech's ahead, you know, late fouls that way, right? You, you know, the only way it's a blowout really is if Baylor runs away. Mm -hmm. Possible, but it's not really like overly likely. I mean, you yeah. know, 10, 15% chance or whatever. Um, very reasonable risk. I think the thing about this is the pace is low, but the offense is especially offensive relative to the defenses 
more than make up for it, but this is priced as if it just makes up for it, as if it's completely even. And I'm like, I absolutely, Baylor's pace has slowed down, but as you mentioned, in the new building, the offense has done just fine from an efficiency standpoint, which is very different than pace. They've slowed their pace down a little bit more measured here in conference. And we've been talking about with that, with this Baylor team, but um, this just follows the same line of, of argument we've had all season with some of these games uh, where the top offenses are just better than even the top defense in this game we aren't even talking about the top defenses we're talking about for power five standards relatively mediocre differences so the model thinks more in the mid 150s we get over mid 140s a grade pick for us to wrap up the free show but more picks coming if you hang with us after the music and have the link for the extended cut you get that with us on dub club Again, sign up link in the show description because jerry and i will continue to talk college basketball the plays of the day and an extra A grade for you. So some more good discussion. But before we get to that uh, musical interlude with some quick reminders and uh, policies of this platform, because Jared, do you have any parting words for the year? Mm, no. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I talked a lot. We, we wanted to do a Monday show. We didn't. So I talked too much here. So yeah, okay. just, that's, that's fine. We've got to get it out of our system. There's a reason that we decided to take our talents to YouTube originally. Cause like, we just like to talk about this stuff. So there you go. There you go. All right. Again, if you have, the extended cut link, hang with us after the music. We will see you there.